When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside today uh, with my co-host Clint Richardson. How are you today, Clint? I'm good. We we had a good time in Orlando, didn't we? We did. We got two out of three wins. We got an experience at Disney World, and we did not watch an Auburn basketball game that I remember. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, that's. You can go listen to all the other crap that happened for that game on a different show on this network. We're not going to talk about that here. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. So okay, good. Um, memory's still bad. I don't remember a thing. But uh, let's get started with some Auburn baseball discussion. Um, this week, the uh, Auburn baseball team went four and one on the week uh, with two two wins over Alabama A and M coming at home at Plainsman Park, and then the Tigers hit the road for the first time this season, traveling down. Uh, about seven hours to Orlando, Florida, um, to take on the University of Central Florida Knights. Um, I learned over the weekend that they had dropped the Golden Knights part, thanks to my co-host Clint Richardson. Yeah, they um, did that a couple of years ago. Stay, stay current with us, Chandler. So they are only the Knights now. I'll lead us off um, with the Tuesday game versus Alabama A and M. Uh, it was not very good weather at all. Cold, rainy, um, and but we got the ten to one win over to be frank, a bad Alabama A and M team. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. we that's my hometown team, and we've seen them come to Auburn for much of the last couple of years. And I, to to put it blunt, they've really not put up much of a fight in Auburn, and. I think they've got a lot of talented kids, and they've got a brand-new coach this season. So hopefully for their sake, they see a little bit more improvement going forward. But these were what should have been, and thankfully were, two pretty easy wins for Auburn. Yes, and it was great. Um, I'll tell you, it was great to see a bunch of freshmen get in and get some playing time and show out. Um, and we'll start with – the one of the freshmen got his first career win on Tuesday. Carson Skipper. Uh, Carson went four innings, uh, gave up only two hits, and had eight strikeouts. Elliot Anderson also threw two innings. Um, he's a, I think, a sophomore. I'm pretty sure he's a sophomore. But Elliot Anderson threw two innings, and then freshman Will Morrison came in. He looked really good. Had threw two innings and had five strikeouts. And then Blake Scalacci ended uh, the game uh, with an inning of no-hit baseball. Uh, from the plate, 
Auburn hit the ball really well. Uh, Stephen Williams went two of four. Rankin Woley went three of three. Cason Howell went two of four. And designated hitter Everett Lau, uh, getting his uh, first career start for the Auburn Tigers, went two of three. So it was a it was an overall good, solid midweek win. You know, it's always nice to get these wins, and especially if you get all these players experience. You know, like you said, Will Morrison had a great two innings, and to to get those five strikeouts is always really good. Um, Boyd Scalecci had a really rough season last year and you know he wanted to get a much better 2019 season going so to see him put in towards the end of the game and be able to finish it off strongly without giving up a hit was a really good positive for him um i thought everett Lau was pretty solid at third base giving um edward julian the day off uh, also kind of interesting that auburn decided to give the sophomore tiger but freshman third baseman the day off and not let him get a couple more innings of experience at that position having never played the hot corner until this season yeah that was a it was an interesting move but um i i still think it was just in order to uh just get some new guys some experience um like everett Lau. i don't think there was anything more behind it but um Let's move on to Wednesday's game uh, versus Alabama A&M again. Uh, this time, Alabama A&M scored one more run. Uh, the final was 10-2. to two, And another freshman, Garrett Wade, got his first career win. Uh, so that was really good to see. Um, with The game started with Brooks Fuller, uh, Auburn High native, uh, going three innings, and he only gave up two hits. And then Garrett Wade came in and looked lights out and threw four innings with four Ks to earn earn the win. And then Peyton Glavin and Ryan Watson also threw an inning uh, towards the end of the game. You know, Glavin is another one of those guys, much like Scalecci, that struggled last year and needed to get some confidence and good experience out in the field. And I think he, they both did such a good job in the midweek games doing just that. And I, I, maybe they're not made out to be weekenders, but Auburn could really use a few trustworthy guys in these midweek games. And I, I really hope that those two guys turn into that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really encouraged by from Ryan Watson um, this year so far. Uh, He's looked, he's gotten a lot of, a lot of uh, in-game experience, and he's looked pretty solid during most of it. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of season he has. But this is my favorite part of the entire podcast right here. Oh, gosh, I knew this was coming. From the plate, Judd Ward had a home run, a dinger, a touch them all, a, a boom shakalaka. <laughs> boom, baby, Judd Ward, my boy. <laughs> And Edward Julian hit his second of the season. But, wow, wow. <laughs> but the the main topic right there is Judd Ward hit a home run. No, no, the main topic is you not being a man of your word. Well, that is – we're not going to talk about that. I was a man <laughs> I was a man of my word, and that was only during that moment that I had agreed to do that. <laughs> we will not say what it is, but let's move on. Rankin Woley, Connor Davis, Edward Julian, and Kaysen Howell all had multi-hit games. 
So, it, I mean, it's great to see all these uh, new faces, Rankin Woley and Casey Howe, uh, getting in there and um, looking good uh, at the beginning from uh, at the beginning of the season. Well, I, I'm pretty sure A and M scored first in both games. Did they not? I am not sure about that. I I, I think, think they did in at least one of those games, and so it was really nice to see. Auburn, I mean, we've seen Auburn in the past really struggle when they get down. And granted, it's it's against a lower quality opponent, and Auburn should always run away with these kind of games. But regardless, to see that mentality and be able to do so so early in the season, especially with a really young team, is always encouraging, I think. Yes, 100%. Um, but it was – it's good to see Auburn handle an opponent like Alabama A&M as they should. Um, dominating fashion, getting the two midweek wins, and getting a bunch of new, uh, new faces, um, some experience. All right, enough about the midweek games. Let's move on to our trip down to the sunny state of Florida and our visit to the University of Central Florida and what a trip it was. Um, I made the trip down Friday morning from Auburn. You made the trip down uh, mid-Friday afternoon from Jacksonville. And we were joined with the myth, the man, the legend, our hero, <laughs> our dad, uh, <laughs> Kyle Loomis. Um, Kyle is the head of the E2C Network, for those of you that do not know. I figure most of you know. I was honored to be joined by um, the great Kyle Loomis on this trip. So, I mean, it's like it's like talking about Donald Trump or Barack Obama joining you. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Well, I'm glad that you were so enthralled with our special guest this weekend, and you know, it was it was a really good weekend with baseball and. And all the, you know, we had a lot of good food and spent some good time out at the the happiest place on earth and the Disney castles that are around Orlando and just, geez, what a dynasty that company's built up. But, you know, it didn't start off that great for me personally, getting into Orlando, having some car issues and having to fork over a, a good bit of money so that I could even make it back home to Jacksonville safely. But at least Auburn got that four to one victory to help just ease my stress a little bit at that point. <laughs> Thankfully, um, the mechanics revived old Bessie. So, uh, <laughs> where that name come from? <laughs> yes, it was great to see Auburn win on Friday night, uh, four to one, and Tanner Burns got his first win of the season. Um, very encouraging to see. And it was good to see him be able to get slotted into that Friday night ace spot. Um, he wasn't the first week because Davis Daniel pitched in that spot, but he was thrown into that spot this weekend. And it was great for him to uh, great to see him get thrown in there and still just go out there and just shove. It wasn't Tanner's best performance in the world, but you know. To, to start the weekend off with a good enough performance, with, especially with Auburn's pitching right now, is really encouraging. Uh, Tanner went five and two-thirds, had seven strikeouts, only gave up three hits, um, had 
what was it, bases loaded or two on real early in the first inning and was able to to get out of it without allowing a run. Yeah, he uh, he had bases loaded in the first inning, and yeah, that was that was quite a achievement to see him get out of that. Um, but after that, I mean, he looked near perfect to me. He plowed down pretty much everybody the rest of the way. But it was also encouraging to see Elliot Anderson come in. He threw two innings, gave up three hits, but no no runs. And then, of course, uh, Cody, the Bull Greenhill, came in and closed it out with uh, an inning and a third of hitless baseball. So that was very good to see him uh, come in there and finish it off like last year. But from the plate, the Tigers struggled a lot of the night. Um, the UCF starter, he looked pretty strong, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Auburn had a Auburn had a really tough time shaking him. He went six full innings and was able to, to keep Auburn shut down pretty much most of the night. Yeah. Uh, I, I think in like the seventh or eighth inning, I asked Clint, I was like, is this the same guy that started the game? And <laughs> Because uh, because we all know how much you pay attention. Yeah, clearly he did a very good job and a tip tip of the cap to him. But Edward was the only uh, Auburn Tiger to have a multi hit ball game, and that included a um, another home run. So that was encouraging to see. But the Tigers only had five hits all of Friday night, so it was I was a little bit worried uh, going into the rest of the weekend uh with our ace tanner already having gone and not really knowing where the pitching was going from there um i got a little worried but turned out okay uh we played ucf again uh not such a good result saturday uh lost the game six to one and they the tigers just couldn't get anything going you know this this really felt kind of like auburn of you know, about five or six years ago, having a really interesting knack to get on base with two outs and just leave the guy stranded. You know, two quick outs, can't do anything with the runner. Um, you know, UCS pitchers, that Friday guy was a really fast, you know, lower 90s kind of pitcher. But pretty much the rest of the weekend, they were rather slow. They they rarely hit the upper 80s for the most part, and I think that really gave Auburn some fits. You know, come out after facing you know, guys like Tanner in practice all all season long to go, you know, facing guys that are ultimately just throwing as hard as they can, but it's still an off-speed pitch, you know, for for the batter's mind. That's that's a really tough challenge, and I think it really showed Saturday. We had a bunch of uh, unknowns coming into Saturday and Sunday with Davis Daniel being hurt and Tanner Burns already having pitched. It's we, I mean, there, there was a bunch of, who do we go to now? Um, what happens now? And there was a bunch of guys uh, that stepped up to the plate and got us through these two games. Um, we started with Kyle Gray, but he he struggled. Um, he only went an inning and a third, and he gave up four earned runs. So then we we called on Ryan Watson, and he came in and calmed the storm, uh, going two and a third 
innings, and he gave he only gave up three hits and one earned run. So I thought it was really important for him to come in there and calm the storm after uh, Kyle's kind of shaky start. Yeah, and we've seen, you know, you mentioned earlier that guys like Ryan Watson have really shown up this year, and uh, that continued with the Nets guy being Jack Owen. And after a really good season debut last week, Jack continued that strong play, went four and a third, gave up three hits, didn't give up an earned run, and also had eight strikeouts. And I think there was another situation where Jack had you know two two guys or three guys on base and was able to get out of it without allowing anything. And just the the growth that we've seen from those two guys and Elliot Anderson this season has just been really encouraging. And you can tell that they've both that they've all really worked hard this offseason and and are going to you know contribute more than they have previously. And I mean that's that's exciting as a fan and it's gotta be exciting as a coach. But you gotta you gotta tip your cap to the UCF starter Trevor Holloway um and the bullpen uh for the for the Knights on Saturday. Um, the first five Auburn hitters in the lineup only had one hit combined, uh, coming from Rankin Woley. That's that's including, you know, Judd Ward, Will Holland, Edward Julian, and Stephen Williams. Yeah, that's and that's a that, that's a really good lineup and, and they were able to hold those guys, you know, yeah. without getting on base. Yeah, that's four really good hitters. But Connor Davis was um, the only Tiger that had a multi-hit ball game. So that was encouraging to see from Connor because he's kind of started slow um, so far this season. But he came out Saturday and looked good. Well, and we kind of talked about that at the ballpark, how Connor has been playing DH most of his Auburn career. And I think he's only got two or three or four career home runs. And he's, he's not the fastest guy in the world. And he's not really been the best at getting on base. So to see him be able to get big hits in this game and continue that on Sunday was was really nice to see out of 24. Sunday, buddy, that's it, about, it was a hot day. It was yeah. a sunny day and it was a windy day. Yeah, I'm st- I'm still fried from Yeah, Sunday. you and me both, man. On <laughs> Sunday, but um we want to give a quick shout out to our one of our best fr- he became our best friend um on fr- sunday third base umpire rob healy what a great sport i mean just especially i kind of went away for a few innings but for putting up with you and jake our friend jacob i mean <laughs> that guy deserves a trophy well you know they there were a lot of guys that deserved that trophy and um third baseman for central florida griffin uh bernardo and matthew minka i think is his last name at second base all three of those guys had a lot of fun with us and, you know, just makes it so much more entertaining for us as fans and hecklers. And, you know, if, if somebody like that will join in the fun and play around with us, it just makes it for a much better atmosphere for everybody. Yes. But um, Sunday, like I said, the bats were hot and it was a hot day as well. It felt like it, it felt all of 88, if not more. Well, and that's, that's where you get in trouble in Orlando. And we felt the same thing in Gainesville last year with 
Florida being surrounded by so much water, as soon as you get inland and you get away from that coastal breeze, it you just toast. And I don't think I've ever been hotter than I was in Gainesville for the weekend series and especially the the super regional games. Those midday games in Gainesville, Florida with absolutely zero shade at the Gator Stadium was absolutely a nightmare. At least Central Florida was smart enough to put some shade in the stadium. Talking about Sunday, the Tigers won 13 to 9. Every Tiger had a hit besides uh, Edward and Kaysen, and both of them have been very hot um, at the plate. So it was very encouraging to see uh, that every t- uh, Tiger in the lineup has that potential to get a hit. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Auburn was able to just to hit the smack out of the ball, really. And um, I lost count at how many home runs both teams had. Um, Connor Davis had one. Edward Julian or uh, Stephen Williams had another one. Um, I think Central Rankin. Florida had three as well. Rankin, Rankin had one. Rankin Woley, Stephen Williams, and Connor Davis all had one. And then UCF had three guys that hit hit one as well. So six home well, runs. You know, this is I was trying to explain to Kyle kind of the mentality around these these game threes and these Sunday matchups of you know you you throw your ones and twos. Friday and Saturday and you know they're they're your top pitchers for a reason and scores are going to be generally lower Um, games are going to go a little bit quicker and with Sunday and with each of us going our separate ways afterwards you know Kyle was kind of trying to plan for how that was going to go and I said don't don't expect this to be another two two and a half hour game this is going to be a long one Sundays are you know you're throwing whatever you've got left over. Guys have gotten a little accustomed to, you know, your pitching style as a staff yeah. and scores are going to be higher. Games are going to be longer and it's, it's going to be a very long afternoon. And that's exactly what it was, especially going 13 to nine. I mean, just yeah. both teams did such a good job of being able to, to get timely hits and make them count. I think that's what Aldrin really missed uh Saturday night, you know, and they they really capitalized on that Sunday afternoon to win the series. Yeah. Bailey Horn got the start and then Carson Skipper went two innings. Will Morrison went two innings. Richard Fitz went two innings. And then Elliot Anderson and Cody Greenhill came in for an inning each. Um and they Elliot and Cody pitched uh hitless baseball. So hey, you know, I was I was really impressed with with Fitz. I know he came in with a lot of hype around him, and um, I think he he really held his own pretty well. Yes, um, I I agree. Um, so, but yeah, I saw a lot of encouraging stuff this weekend from young guys like Carson Skipper, Garrett Wade, Will Morrison, Richard Fitz. Um, very very encouraging. Our Clint talked about how Sunday's game, I think it lasted three hours and 50 minutes. So it was, it was late when we finally got out of there. Yeah, just a really long game out in the sun. Um, and to make things worse, our our dad, uh, Kyle Loomis, headed out early and left us. And, I mean, I haven't seen him in 10 years, so that really hurts. <laughs> uh, but I digress. 
left Florida, got home. Um, I got home about midnight. I think Clint got home around uh, eight uh, to yep. Jacksonville. So it wasn't too terribly late of a night, but um, still a very fun weekend. And um, it was amazing to see Auburn get two out of three because I, like I told multiple people on Sunday, come May, when the committee is looking at who's going to be a host and who's going to be traveling, they're going to look back to this series and see that series win versus a good UCF team. And that's, um, that's going to be a huge uh, spot on the, on our resume. Yeah. I think this was a really big resume building weekend and I didn't realize it until after Friday night's game, but UCF had entered the weekend undefeated. I think they had only played, you know, four or five games going in regardless, but you know, they, they were a very strong team, had a lot of good pitching and a lot of good hitting. And um, I mean, that, that, easily could have gone either way if a couple of if the wind died down at a couple of interesting spots you know come Sunday Auburn's not hitting to to score 13 runs and to to walk out of Orlando with the win it you know with two wins to one is going to be so much bigger and better than what it would have been if Sunday had gone the other way yeah. and I know that that's that's really obvious to say but I think the the benefits of this win and the results of what it could have been are going to speak for themselves later in the season. Let's talk about this upcoming weekend for Auburn because we we uh, don't have a midweek game. So I think Butch just was thinking first road series of the year. Um, let's give the guys a break um, because traveling, I mean, traveling takes a lot out of you, um, especially down in that Florida heat. You know, Auburn had played, I think, eight games in 10 days. So to give this team a little bit of a break, even though it's early on in the season, and kind of kind of reset the, the pitching rotation for this upcoming weekend is going to be really beneficial. Yeah, but we, uh, we welcome the Cincinnati Bearcats to town um, for our weekend series on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, the game will be at 6 o'clock, Saturday at 5, and Sunday at 1. And we welcome back our uh, former Auburn Tiger, Jeremy Johnson, uh, back to the Plains. So that'll be a very fun thing to um, see him suit up for the Cincinnati Bearcats. I I told you guys before, and I told you this weekend, take it easy on our guy. And and please, know are you our former quarterback jokes. They're old. Let them die. Will will you be here for that this week? Weekend, uh, unfortunately, no, I will not be. I got to give my car a little bit of the rest. I totally understand that, but I would not consider that unfortunate. Fortunately, we do not have Clint. But uh, <laughs> so let's. Uh, I've written out some <clears throat> little discussion points, um, and it's just some questions I had. Is who do you think our top five pitchers are this year? Well, no doubt it's Tanner. At number one, um, I think if Davis were healthy, he would be in this top five. But I think for sake of discussion, we, we kind of disregard him currently. Um, maybe when he comes back, we'll reconsider that. I think Ryan Watson has performed really well to be in that number. Cody Greenhill, of course, is going to be up there. Um, 
I think you just have to, and and of course um Jack Owen. So I think if you go Tanner, Cody, uh oh boy. Maybe maybe put Jack three. Yeah. And then uh Elliot Anderson and Ryan Watson to round out the that side. I think that's where I would go right now. I've been really impressed with Jack Owen and I hope he can keep that up. Um and, and I'm really liking the the top part of this crew and I think that you know we're we're really young um throughout the team but especially at pitcher and I think that they're gonna come through uh as the year goes on. Question I have for you is do you think we will see Jack Owen you know, um get get a weekend start um this upcoming weekend? No, I don't think so. Um you know these players just seem to thrive in certain situations and I mean we saw it last year when uh Davis kind of took the role of a of a closer and just how much energy he had and he was just able to come in and finish it up I think that's such a different mentality than starting and starting fresh and you know having to to go from the very beginning and you know we've seen Jack Owen get a couple of midweek starts last year and you know they weren't they, I think he did well enough in those starts um but I think that he just does a lot better and he's already shown that this season already um just being able to come in with not the best situation in the world and finish it out and again I think certain players thrive on the mound in certain situations and you know the coaching staff would know better than we would but as it stands right now I think I would lead Jack Owen in the bullpen yeah um we'll talk about D- uh davis daniels health um he went and got an mri um with dr andrews and it did come back negative thankfully um there's nothing torn or broken in there and yeah, no structural uh, issues i think they called it a, a, a ligament strain yes um but they we are expecting davis to hopefully be back um the first, uh, the first or second weekend of SEC play, um, is what I'm looking at. But uh, I think that's I think that's a win for Auburn. Absolutely. I mean, you yes. you don't want to risk losing this kid, especially you know with getting drafted last season. Say no to I think he was a tenth round pick. Say no to a lot of money to come back to school, and you know your first outing, you ultimately tear up your arm. Um, yeah. I think for the sake of Auburn and especially for the sake of Davis Daniel, you need to keep him healthy. And also SEC play isn't really that far out. You know, we're, we're in the, we just finished the second series, the second weekend of the season, uh, the third weekend's coming up. And then there's only one more weekend series before Auburn faces Tennessee, you know, March 15th, 16th and the 17th. That's the beginning of SEC play. And, you know, it it feels really early this season for whatever reason for me. Yeah, I I would agree with that um, because I mean you know like in basketball it seems like there's uh, two full months um, before SEC play starts up, but baseball um, all we get is three or four weeks and then we're cranking it right into it. Let's talk about the the weekend rotation uh, while Davis Daniel is out. Uh, where do you think – I think we obviously leave Tanner Burns on Friday, 
And then Saturday and Sunday is a is a good discussion point. What do you think? Well, we had Kyle Gray go Saturday against Central Florida, and needless to say, it didn't go very well. Uh, I thought Bailey Horn was okay come Sunday, but Auburn really needs to start starting better, and I think that's going to be a struggle for for. Auburn to figure out and it and I think you have to do it this weekend I think you know you've got maybe this weekend to kind of experiment and next week you really need to start solidifying your weekend rotation schedule and you know I honestly I'm glad it's not my decision to make because I honestly have no idea where to go yeah I think right now my personal opinion is I would go Tanner Burns Friday Carson Skipper on Saturday and probably Ryan Watson on Sunday um, would be I my. I think that's a good decision. And that way we leave Elliot Anderson and Jack Owen in the bullpen, um, along with Cody Greenhill, to be key key pieces in the bullpen. But I think Carson Skipper, he has looked pretty consistent um, so far, along with Ryan Watson. So that would be that would be my thought on the matter. But we'll uh. That's why Butch gets paid the big bucks. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it up to him. That's and, for uh, sure. I think, uh, I mean, I know you and I uh, 100% trust Butch Thompson and um, any decision he makes. I agree 100%. Rounding things up, um, very encouraging start to the season um, for four Auburn hitters. Edward Julian is hitting 360. Kaysen Howell is hitting 345, Rankin Woley 344, and Judd Ward at 323. All four of those guys hitting over 300, and hopefully that continues the rest of the season. Um, I don't see why it should not. Um, they are key pieces of our lineup with Judd usually being the leadoff, uh, Edward being in the three-hole, Rankin being in the four-hole, and Kaysen Howell – I'll be surprised if he doesn't move up in the lineup because right now he's hitting in the seven hole, but I'd like to see him in, in the, in the five hole spot or the two hole spot. Well, you know, I think it's, it's good to keep somebody kind of down towards the bottom of the the lineup. Um, Not as punishment, but because you need to get some hits all throughout the, the lineup. And, you know, if you've got seven, eight, nine, that's, typically kind of an easy three up three down inning but I think if you keep Kaysen right there and and how well he's sitting it it voids that opinion and you know what's really encouraging is these guys all have so much more room to improve Judd Ward is such a head hunter and he's gonna he swings at the first pitch almost every at bat and for him to just take a couple of pitches, especially early on in the game, and get a pitcher's pitch count high, I think would be really beneficial. Edward is – everybody knows about Edward, and they seem to be scared of him. And uh, I think Central Florida intentionally walked him three or four times this weekend, and that's going to continue. And But he's also very hit or miss, and quite literally um, – He's either getting a really long shot home run kind of ball or striking out. And if if number 10 can develop some really good plate discipline, and I have faith that Gabe Gross can kind of instill that in him, 
um, Edouard could just turn into a legend very quickly. I mean, it's going to be fun to, to stay at home and not get sunburnt and, and welcome uh, our old buddy Jeremy Johnson back to the plains. And you guys better treat him well or, or I won't be treating y'all well next time I'm back home. <laughs> Don't worry. We will welcome and love Jeremy and we will treat him with the utmost Auburn family respect. That scares me. That'll do it for this time on Hitchcock Hecklers. Clint, let's tell the people how they can uh, connect with us. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at auburnuniforms.com. And you can find me on Twitter at CFullman30. And until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?